Welcome to Kayo Reset. God loves you, and he's all about second chances. He's made us brand new. You know, reset means to start over, set anew, to set, adjust, or repair in a new way, to put back in the correct position for healing. Reset is about you emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Get a brand new start today and embrace God's plan for your life. Get ready for a reset. Hey, this is Pastor Daryl, and this is Turn Life Session 6. And today I'm going to talk to you about training the dog. Now, I don't know if you've ever owned a dog, but when you get a dog, when he's very young, he's a puppy. But the more you feed him, the bigger he gets. Your dog gets bigger the more you feed him. And we have a flesh and a body that the more we feed it, the bigger it gets. Now, I'm not talking about being overweight. I'm talking about your flesh. We talk about the war of the flesh and the spirit. Today we're going to talk about your flesh. Galatians 5.16 says, But I say, walk by the spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. As a Christian, we must deal with ourselves. This is very important. When you become born again, you become a new creature. Now remember in the first lesson, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, May the God of peace sanctify you wholly and completely, body, soul, and spirit, so that you'll be blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you're spirit, soul, and body, but to be blameless, okay, there's a flesh. Okay, there's a flesh that we deal with. And remember, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature or new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. If anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. This is you getting a new spirit. Now, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. This shows that we are the workmanship of God. He carefully crafted us, and he created us for good things and good works. 2 Peter 1.4 says, For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is the world by lust. You have a divine nature from God that comes through this new spirit. Now, when you walk in the flesh, just like your dog, it gets bigger. You can get into trouble. Okay. Now, remember, in the Old Testament, they didn't get a new spirit like we can today. When Jesus died and was buried and rose from the dead, we and then he promised the gift of, of the Holy Spirit that he would come, which is in the book of Acts, you'll see, we get a new spirit. Old Testament, they didn't get that. So, Let's look at Romans 8, 16, 17. It says, The Spirit, the Holy Spirit Himself, testifies within with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. Okay? So change must happen. Okay? There's legal and spiritual adoption. We are now sons and daughters of God. We can never give someone our nature, but God can give us His nature and adopt us. You are God's real child. Now, you belong to God, you you belong to Him, but you still have a flesh. You still have some of those old ways. You still have your old dog with you, your flesh. You have appetites, you have desires, and after a while being saved, you may even feel different. You may even start to think differently. After a while, things feel differently. Maybe the old ways, old thoughts, old way you talked will come back. 
These uh, are ways of the flesh returning, the old man returning. Now remember, you're a new creation if you're in Christ, but the old ways may creep up. That old dog may show up. And just like a dog has appetites, so does our flesh. Now, in Galatians 5, I'm going to look in the King James Version first. Galatians 5, 19, and let's read down. It says this, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's read the New American. It says, Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Again, people who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now let's explain what these mean. Adultery. Adultery is sexual intercourse between a married married person and someone they are not married to. Okay? That's sin and that's wrong. Fornication is sexual intercourse between unmarried people, people who are not married, and, and they're doing it before they're married. It's just, it's wrong. Uh, they're doing it by not being married to somebody. Uncleanness, impurity, filthy jokes, uh, that sort of thing. Lasciviousness, lustfulness, dirty thoughts. Now remember, just because you think it doesn't mean you've done it, but... If there's some lasciviousness is lustfulness, like an out-of-control, dirty thought, dirty desires, and it's, it's a constant thing. Idolatry, excessive devotion to some person or thing. It's irreverent worship. It could be sports. It could be a relationship. It could be something you collect. Uh, maybe, maybe idolatry is skipping church to ride your motorcycle, skipping church to go play basketball. It's anything that you're putting before God and that you have excessive devotion to it and it takes the place of God. Witchcraft. This could be the use of drugs, uh, not necessarily putting a spell on someone, incantations, chanting to appeal to an occult power, charms like a good luck charm. Uh, Witchcraft, there's also being manipulative, like manipulation can be a form of witchcraft. Drugs are, the the word sorcery comes from the Greek word, uh, it's the Greek word pharmakia, where we get pharmacy or drugs. Drugs are a form of sorcery. People that do drugs will not inherit the kingdom of God. Hatred. This is not just saying, well, I hate McDonald's. This is when you wish someone would die or you're hating someone that really has done you wrong. It's like you're hating them to the point of like death. Like it, It's not just saying, hey, I hate the way that tastes. This is like a deep-rooted hatred. It's bad. Variance. To cut apart and separate people. Means it means not literally cut them apart, but separate people to be very divisive and very manipulative. Emulation, jealousy of wanting the same thing as another person. Wrath, and it's not just anger, it's like a hot anger, like a red-hot, raging anger. That's wrath. Strife, contention, you like to contend, you like to fight, you like to stir up trouble. Sedition, people that are guilty of that are always trying to separate people. Heresy, self-willed opinions, going by your own interpretation without receiving knowledgeable instruction. It's like people in church, they'll have their own opinion as to what the Bible says rather than being under the instruction of a a uh, well-read, knowledgeable pastor or leader. 
They'll have their own opinion going by their own interpretation without receiving knowledgeable instruction. Envy, the desire to deprive another person of what another has. Jealousy means you want the same thing. Envy means you want them to lose it so you can get it. Murder, this doesn't mean that it's talking about executing criminals. The Bible says you shall not kill. In the Hebrew that says thou shalt do no murder. Murder is un is not necessarily self-defense. Murder is where it's where someone takes the life of another person. An innocent life. Okay? There are some people, there may be a criminal breaking into your house and somebody were to do self-defense. You know, in the eyes of God, that's not a murder. A murder is cold-blooded killing. That was self-defense. That was somebody breaking the law. And the law was meant to protect us. Just like the Word of God is the law, we have the law of the land that's meant to protect us. Uh, in most cases, if not all cases. Some some laws are not lined up with the Word of God. Keep that in mind. Drunkenness, intoxication. Oh, back to murder. Hatred can even be murder. To hate someone to the point of death is like, is the, almost, Apostle Paul says, that is like murder. Keep that in mind as well. Drunkenness, you're intox- people that are intoxicated. Revelries, carousing while drinking and looking for wild things to do, looking to get into trouble. The Bible says if you do these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. For example, right now, I can tell you, don't think about elephants, don't think about their, their trunks, don't think about the wrinkles in their body, don't think about what color they are, and right now, you're not going to do anything but think about elephants. If I keep talking about elephants and how big their ears are, they're gray, and they're at a circus, and where you can go see them, as try as you might, you're going to say, you, you can't stop thinking about elephants. So you can't overcome the work of the flesh by focusing and thinking on the flesh. Paul tells us to overcome the flesh that by walking in the Spirit. You need to pray, Lord, you've been so good to me. Begin to thank the Lord and walk in the Spirit of God. You need to focus on the good things. Now, how do you walk in the Spirit? Now, for example, say you're playing basketball and another player elbows you or even shoulders you, punches you. I don't know. They can get physical out there. You can do two things. Are you going to walk in the spirit or are you going to walk in the flesh? Now, right then and there, you're not thinking about committing adultery, okay? Right then and there, you're not thinking about getting drunk in the middle of that game. But wrath, red-hot anger wrath is going to show up. Now, you can respond with the flesh or choose to do things God's way. God's way would be smile, maybe. Don't strike the person. Don't get even, okay? Don't return in kind with the work of the flesh. That person will get back the reward of their behavior. Doesn't mean you have to be uh, a, a doormat and get walked all over. Doesn't mean don't stand up for yourself, but it doesn't mean don't return in kind. Don't return, don't get revenge. Handle things God's way rather than your way. You can't walk in that type of love by yourself. But with a new spirit, you can walk in the nature of God because of Christ in you. When we walk in the spirit, we automatically put down the work of the flesh. It's like a seesaw. You ever been on a seesaw? Up, down. One side goes up, one side goes down. One side goes up, one side goes down. To overcome the flesh, you have to walk in the Spirit, and this means to develop your spirit. So how do you help your spirit grow? One, feed your spirit the Word of God. Reading the Word of God. Read the Bible. Two, fellowship with God through prayer, and worship and prayer together are also great. Fellowship with God through prayer. Pray to Him. And do, do it while listening to music, listening to worship. As you're worshiping God, pray to Him and talk to Him. Let Him speak to you. Three, get around other brothers and sisters in Christ. That's that thing called fellowship. We've talked about it before. Fellowship with other Christians, other believers, and let them help your spirit grow and you help theirs grow. 
Now listen carefully, this is going to be an ongoing battle even if you're 90 years old. The more you train your flesh, the more you feed your good desires. Remember, you've got a dog, right? The old You got that old dog, you got the new dog. Which one are you going to feed? You've got to feed the new desires. You've got to feed the good things of God and starve the bad. The more you train yourself, the easier it becomes to master it. Now, one last thing, your flesh has a steering wheel. The Bible says in the book of James that your tongue is like the rudder of a boat, and that rudder determines the direction of the boat. Through your mouth, you can control your whole body. We say things with the tongue that steer us to sin. Just because you have the feeling of the sin, it doesn't mean you've sinned. It is the choice that makes you sin. The feeling always comes before the choice. Your tongue is the steering wheel for your whole body. Watch your tongue. Watch what you say. Change the way you feel by the words of your mouth. I always say right choices bring right emotions. You need to say, I'm going to have a great day today. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'll be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. That's confessing Scripture over you. Instead of saying, man, today's going to stink. Man, today is awful. Man, I hate today. Instead of saying all that, you need to change your destiny, change how you steer the flesh, change how you steer your body with what you're saying out of your mouth. I want to tell you, it's a lot more fun to train the dog. If you have a dog, you train the dog when he obeys and he listens. It's so much smoother, so much easier, and so much more fun uh, playing, with, playing and hanging out with your dog when he knows what he's supposed to do. If you don't train your dog... He has to stay outside. He's wild. He doesn't know how to behave. He's a stranger. You have to control your flesh. You have to train your dog. You have to feed the good desires, feed your spirit, starve the flesh to walk through and with the things of God, to walk with God, to walk with Him faithfully, to walk in power and in might. Starve the old dog. Starve the flesh and feed your spirit. This is how you overcome temptation and overcome the flesh. Until next time, this is Pastor Darrell. God bless you. Talk soon.